I will lift mine eyes to you, O Lord, to you whose throne is in heaven. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. We indeed have our faith in you. Our trust is in you. Our hope is in you. And we know that because our faith is in you, we will never be put to shame. We greet you tonight, sisters and brothers, with the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ on this Friday night, the fifth day of May. In the year 2023, we thank God. We thank God for life. We thank God for health and strength. And we thank God for this community of prayer warriors who gather on this line nightly to lift our petitions, to make our petitions known, to give God praise, thanksgiving, and, of course, to uh, express our faith, our utmost faith in him for he is the very source of our lives. We're so grateful tonight that we have one uh, who uh, has joined us before, Pastor Celestine Booth, who with her husband leads the Potter's House in Niagara Falls. We thank God for her. We thank God for her ministry. And we thank God that she is back to lead us. And so we call on her now to uh, lead us in meditation, and in prayer. Pastor Booz. Thank you. First, I certainly want to honor the woman of God and the person of Reverend Dr. Elaine Flake, uh, your senior pastor of Allen AME Church, Greater Allen AME Church. And I do honor Pastor Floyd Flake Emeritus. And I honor all who are on the call, and I am truly, truly grateful for this opportunity to share on the prayer call tonight. So just for just a few minutes prior to prayer, I'd like to share a thought. I would like to address the subject of shadows. And the reference that I'd like to use is 1 Samuel 16 and 6. It says, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Elab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For, the man, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And at this point in the scripture, God has now rejected Saul as king and has even selected his successor. And what God does now is he commissions his prophet Samuel to fill his horn with oil and go to Jesse as he has provided for himself a king among the sons of Jesse. The prophet takes a heifer and he goes to make a sacrifice and he's instructed uh, of the Lord to consecrate Jesse and his sons and to invite them to the sacrifice. When the prophet Samuel saw Jesse's oldest son, Elab, the prophet said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord says, and I will paraphrase, don't look at the outward countenance or the height or the stature or appearance. What I'm looking for is not what is seen. I'm looking for one with a special heart. 
and Elab was not the one. And as the scripture continues, it says that Jesse caused all his sons to pass before the prophet. And when each came to Samuel, the one that God was looking for was not among the sons. The prophet then asked Jesse, are these all your children? Jesse says, my youngest is in the field taking care of the sheep. And the prophet calls for him and says, I will not sit until he comes. And when David arrived, the prophet hears the voice of the Lord saying, arise and anoint him, for this is he. David was initially overlooked, and the text does not even suggest that he was invited to the festivities. In fact, the prophet had to inquire if these were all of Jesse's children. And as an afterthought, Jesse remembers his son David in the field. And some of you on this call need to know that you have already been anointed. God has already released a prophetic word over your life. And it does not matter if it's immediately acknowledged or it's not even important as to who accepts it, whether someone understands it or their lack of understanding is irrelevant. You are anointed and it does not change a thing. You have been called by God. And God sent a prophet on a mission, in this case, to anoint David as king. David was overlooked and overshadowed by his brothers, and Elab in particular, if you read further on in the scriptures. But God called David out of the shadows of his brothers. A shadow prevents light from revealing what is present but not seen. And no doubt we have all had to endure our share of shadows. But I believe that tonight God is causing someone to emerge from the shadows, from the shadow that conceals us, from the shadows that hide our talents, from the shadows that keep us in obscurity, and even from shadows that cast themselves so large they become intimidating. Remind yourself, you are the one that God is looking for. Let's pray. Father, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving and unto your courts with praise. We are thankful unto you and we bless your holy name. Father, in the name of your dear son, Jesus Christ, we come before the throne of grace, thanking you for your goodness and your mercy, thanking you for your grace and your patience and your long suffering toward us thanking you for all that your hands have provided for us, thanking you for allowing us to see another day in the land of the living, thanking you for watching over and hovering over us, giving us and providing protection for us. Thank you for the many manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us and that you bestow upon us daily. Father, we glorify your name, for your name is worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and magnificent. You are our creator and our Lord. You are our Jehovah Shalom, our peace. You are El Shaddai, our God Almighty. You are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And you are the God who is always there. You are Jehovah Nissi, your banner over us. 
You are an omnipresent and an omniscient and a wonderful, magnificent God, and you are worthy to be praised. And so, God, before we can even ask you for anything, we first bow in humble submission and we repent individually. We repent individually and even we repent as a nation, God. We repent for our thoughts, for our words, for our deeds, for our disobedience, even for our noncompliance and so many things that you've instructed us to do. We repent, God, for the word of God declares that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, tonight I come boldly to the throne, lifting up your pastors, your evangelists, your prophets, your teachers, your apostles, all of those who comprise the ministry, the ministry of helps, God. I lift them up before you today, God, and I ask that you will continue to empower them and continue to embolden them to fulfill their God-given assignments that you have given them for the kingdom. We know, God, sometimes the battle gets rough, but help your servants to understand that they are stronger than the struggle. Help them to know, God, that their strength comes from you and that the joy of their Lord is their strength. Help them to know, God, that when they are weak, that you are able to build them up and to strengthen them. I pray, God, that you would watch over the pastors that are contemplating walking away from the ministry. I ask you to give them the stamina and the stick to that they need not to quit. Cause them to dig in and to press on and to persevere in faith, God. I ask, God, that you would help them to not grow weary in well-doing, understanding that they will reap in due season if they faint not. I pray that they would not go weary, but that you would make their feet like hinds' feet. Give them the ability, God, to hold on and to outlast, outlast setbacks and to overcome obstacles, God. Bless the pastors that are struggling. Bless the churches that are struggling. God, bless them with increase, abundance, and overflow. And God, we lift up the churches around uh, the world that declare that Jesus is Lord. We pray for those congregations tonight. God, help us as a body of believers to recognize that even though Zoom was good for a season and Facebook Live was good for a season, but God, you called us as a community. And I pray, God, that you would cause the congregation to come back to being a part of the community, the in-house fellowship. I pray that you would encourage them and reveal unto them that they are missed, their presence is missed in the house of worship, and their presence is missed among our community of faith. God, I ask you to touch them right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that if there's any that may have become a little lackadaisical because of the convenience of Facebook and Zoom, I pray, God, that you would touch their heart and that you would draw them back into the community and in the fellowship of the faith. Father, in Jesus' name, I lift up gun violence in our nation today. Your word declares, God, that if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. Then you would hear from heaven and forgive our sins, and you would heal our land. Father, our nation is in need of healing. Our land 
is in need of healing. Our nation and our land is hurting. Our nation and our land is confused. Our nation and our land is in turmoil. Our nation and our land is upset today, God. But we have nowhere else to turn to, no one else that has the answers no one that can turn the situation around, no one that can break down the strongholds. So we come boldly, God, to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in this time of need. God, we are in need right now, and we pray against the violence that has seized our nation, the violence that is taking place in every corner of the United States. We pray, God, first of all, that you would touch the hearts and the minds of the Congress and the Senate, that they would enact common sense gun legislation to prevent more lives being lost, to prevent more mass shootings, God. God, have mercy. There has been 187 mass shootings this year, and we cry out as a nation, God. We pray, God, that you would heal the land. Something has gone awry. Something has been turned upside down, but we come to the place where answers are found, and we pray, God, that you would cause a shifting to take place in our nation. God, we pray that the gun violence would cease. We pray that those that are carrying these guns, God, we pray that you would cause them to think before they aim and pull triggers, God. We ask, God, that you would minister to those that have been victim of gun violence, the, the post-traumatic stress disorder that they're facing as a result of being victims of gun violence, the nightmares that they experience, the uncertainty and the fear that has enveloped them as a result of being a victim. God, I pray in the name and Jesus that you would touch them, that you would heal them, that you would restore them, God, that you would mend them, that you would repair them emotionally, that you would heal them physically, that you would restore their bodies unto good health. And God, then we lift up the families of those who have lost loved ones as a result of gun violence. We ask God that you minister to those families in this hour. Comfort them, and a comfort that only can come from you. Give them a peace that can only be provided from you. Give them a peace, God, that surpasses all understanding. We pray, God, we pray, God, we pray, God, we pray that the violence would stop in our schools, that the violence would stop in our neighborhoods. We ask you tonight as we have united ourselves in one accord with prayer, God, that you would cover our babies as they go to school, that you would be a fence and a hedge of protection round about them as they go to elementary school and high school, even as they attend college, even as they go to their places of employment, God. We need a hedge of protection around our people, God. We ask, God, that you would intervene because we recognize that if you don't intervene, intervention will not happen. So we pray, God, that you would turn it around, that there will be a shifting in the atmosphere, God, that would turn the violence, the gun violence around in the name of Jesus. 
And then, God, we lift up the racial injustice in this nation. We come against implicit biases and prejudice and misconceptions and preconceptions and judgment against people of color, God. We pray for the hardened hearts of people who would wish harm to people of a different race and a different color, God. And we come against that spirit of prejudice and racism, God. And we come against the spirit that would seek to divide us and to classify us and put us in different classes because we're black and we're brown people, God. But we pray, God, that there will be a racial reckoning in the United States. God, that this nation would come to a place where we would recognize that we all are in God's image and we all have been made after his likeness and we are all God's children, regardless if we're white or if we're black or if we're brown, if we're Asian or if we're Indian. God, we all belong to you, God. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that there will be a reckoning in this nation, that we will come together, that there will be something that would break that bondage of that stronghold of division and racism tonight, God. And then, God, I want to lift up the sick among us. I want to pray for those that might be sick among us, Father, that might be dealing with high blood pressure, that might be dealing with uh, sugar diabetes, that might be facing an unfavorable cancer diagnosis, people that may have survived a stroke, but they're having illnesses in their body. God, I pray, Father, tonight, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch their bodies, that you would touch them from the crown of their head, God, to the soles of their feet. I pray, God, that you would release your glory over their body and that healing would come as a result of your manifested presence over their body. God, I lift up victims of domestic violence tonight, those that have been uh, 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 harmed by domestic violence, God, I lift them up tonight right now in the name of Jesus, and I pray for them, God. I pray that you would give them safe passage and protection to get out of harmful situations, God. I pray that you would cover them in the blood of Jesus Christ. And then, God, I want to lift up victims of sexual abuse. I want to lift up children, God. I cry out tonight. I cry out tonight for children that have been victim of sexual abuse. I pray, God, that you would find a way to heal them, God, that you would start a process of erasure, that the, that the incident will be erased and eradicated from their mind and from their thoughts, oh, God. And, God, that it would not stifle them. It would not hinder them from being all that you have called them to be. God, we place all our petitions before you. There is no one else that can help us. There is no other place that we can go. So we cry out tonight for your help. We cry out tonight saying that we are a nation and a people in need. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch every person on this line, that their need will be met. God, that you would meet all their needs individually and collectively and spiritually. God, that families will be united, that marriages will be healed, that people will be restored, that people that are torn down and dealing with oppression and depression, God, that you would restore their mind into good health. I lift up those that are dealing with mental health challenges, God, and I thank you, God. You're able to regulate the mind. My mother said you are a mind regulator, God, and I thank you for being able to regulate the mind and break down the strongholds and the thoughts that have attacked those that are dealing with mental illness. I lay all these petitions before you, God, for you are Abba, 
and we can bring all our things to Abba. You are Papa. You are Daddy. You are the one that we can come to, that we can rest in, and that we can trust in. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in advance, God, for what you're going to do and what you're going to cause to manifest. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus, we declare that it is done. God, we thank you for this opportunity to cast our cares upon you, for we know that you care for us. We thank God tonight for this time of prayer, and certainly we thank God for Pastor Booz, who has been so uh, anointed as she has led us in meditation and in prayer. And we know, Lord, that the uh, Lord has heard our prayers and that, uh, he will indeed perfect those things that concern us. Thank you so much, Pastor, for joining us on tonight. Uh, we uh, love you and we appreciate you. Thank you, my sisters and brothers, for joining us on this Friday night. We pray that you will join us on tomorrow at 9 o'clock a.m. when Reverend Carson, uh, Tiate Carson, will lead us in prayer. On the same line, and we certainly hope that you will join us if you're in the city, join us in person on Sunday morning uh, at 9 o'clock or 11.30 a.m. And if you are not in the city, please join us virtually uh, at those very same hours. So God bless you all. God keep you. And we pray that as we move through this weekend, that the joy of the Lord will certainly be our strength. Good night and God bless.